The choices we make in life have a fundamental impact on the description of the person that we want to be. But here's the good news. We have autonomy to make those choices, decisions, and moments in our lives count for something that is individually and hopefully collectively important to all of us. But it starts with taking individual accountability for the actions and the choices that we make in life. Vices in life will make us all reconsider the way we operate and conduct ourselves. And when it comes to alcohol consumption and and ridding ourselves of such dependency, it again is a choice that we have to make for the prosperity of our future and to provide some context to this very discussion, I want to provide you with some stats and the inspirational story of my friend Sean Robinson. For the purposes of expediency, let's dive into the numbers first. According to Statistics Canada, nearly 6 million Canadians report being heavily dependent on alcohol at least once a month for those aged 12 and over. Furthermore, one in five Canadians, 15 and older, meet the criteria of being dependent on alcohol throughout the duration of their life. Chad Robinson was on that very track before he got his life turned around. He had spent most of his life in construction and as an electrician, being exposed to what he conceived as toxic masculinity. Robinson credits the lowest point of his life to during the pandemic during 2020, and where he discovered journaling and getting out his emotions on paper, allowing himself to forgive himself for his past transgressions, and wanting to be an active and productive figure in the lives of his children and wife and those who cared most deeply for him. Robinson today is an author, a speaker, and the author of the book, Going Dry, where he details his battle with alcoholism and his journey to becoming sober. Robinson is now on a mission to help others through his book and his spoken word, both on and off stage as a speaker, to help others realize that their life is a choice and in order to maximize its potential, they have to take control of their own journey, good, bad, or indifferent. If I've piqued your interest to stick around to learn all about 
Robinson's journey and how you can level up and maximize your life, well, you're in the right place today because my conversation with Robinson starts now. I'm Kevin McShann. Let's have this conversation. to welcome you to the program and I'm super excited to learn about your life journey and everything in between this afternoon my friend great to see you and happy Friday to you yeah thanks happy Friday to you too absolutely now try I wanted to start our conversation on an optimistic tone my friend and I what is your definition of how do you define the sort of uh, prosperity of hope. What does that mean to you, my friend? Um, I I thought about this, and and I think the the promise, this this I think this promise has to come from within ourselves, prosperity and hope. Um, and if we believe that we can achieve this, whatever this means to us, then we will manifest and work towards it. Um, also from within, we can create whatever whatever this means. So uh, hope and prosperity. Would mean something different to each individual and once you have a, a picture of what that is then uh then yeah you can kind of see it for yourself and and work towards it yeah absolutely and you know uh sean just before we get into your life story my friend i'm, I'm curious uh, from where you are today from where you were say uh, 10 years ago what do you think is the biggest lesson you've learned about life and the involvement of your character and personality, my friend. What's, what's the greatest life lesson you think you've learned to this point in your life? Um, uh, there's definitely a different version of me 10 years ago, but even just the last three years, the biggest lesson I've learned is that we're just, we're not perfect. We're not expected to know everything. So to try something and to fail or to try something and not do it as well, we're all in that same position when we try and do anything. So the biggest lesson is just just get started. Just do something, even if it's something you've never done before, and, and work on it as you go. Get better as you go. Because if you don't go into it knowing that you're not going to be very good at it, you may never get started. Yeah, absolutely. Now, my friend, I want to dive into your story. I know that you've uh, spent most of your life uh, as in the construction industry, and you're also an electrician, and you've also had the experience uh, of sort of persevering uh, through some toxic work and life environments, my friend. So I'm wondering if you can tell me a little bit about your a life story and how it's impacted the person you are today. Uh, definitely. So um, when I was very young, uh, my, my two younger brothers, we were brought up in an environment that was 
you know, my dad was a mechanic. We were working on stuff, helping him out in the garage, um, very hands-on. And the environment was very, you know, there was a lot of alcohol in that environment. So there was this, there was a lot that set me up for the way I thought I was supposed to live when I reached a certain point in my life, certain age, and then to maintain beyond that. So I, I took and developed these habits and, and routines on my own of how I was supposed to, to work and handle. And there was a lot of generational trauma. There was a lot of uh, toxic masculinity and expectations that I felt I had to maintain weak or show weakness and just get it done. And like that's a lot of pressure to carry uh, through our life. And there was a lot of, of that that just influenced everything that I did growing up and, and even into I'm 39 now. But um, just the, the expectation that I had to be a certain way and carry myself through certain moments. And I, I wasn't a big reader. I didn't read books. I wasn't looking into self-help. I wasn't asking questions. So at the end of 2020, when I found myself like call it my rock bottom and I'm 320 pounds. I'm wondering all my life habits and routines and why, why can't I figure this out? But I never changed any of my inputs. I never changed the habits that I had. I never changed the thought process that led me to that point until I decided to not drink alcohol anymore, not have what I thought to be true about the way I was supposed to have my routines and, and stuff through what I grew up with did I realize that I could create the whatever I wanted. I could work on perfecting and, and bettering myself through, you know, habit forming and, 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 uh, those things. Yeah, absolutely. And John, I know you've written a book called going dry, my friend, when you uh, detail this experience. So tell me about the book and your definition of positive masculine masculinity as well, my friend. So when I was working through this journey and, and re reached that, uh, what I call rock bottom, I was, wasn't sure what to do. I thought I had to fix it myself. So I, I decided to take 30 days, dry January, alcohol free. I was going to go through this month, take a break, kind of see what I could do, fix my lifestyle. So as I worked through dry January, dry February, opening up to the self-help world and, and personal development world and and listening to podcasts and really absorbing as much information as I could. Um, I, I started in that process journaling and I maintained this journal through this entire journey of, of not drinking, changing my life, going to the, what was 30 days, a hundred days, then the full year. And as I journaled through that entire year, I got to the end of, of 2021 and a friend had asked, you know, how are you making out? I said, oh, I could write a book. And I was like, well, I, I have been doing this journal and this is something that I couldn't find when I started from the space that I came from and my background. So I was like, why, like, why would I sit on this for me when my old self could use it? So I, I took my journal from every experience I had, the pressures to drink, the pressures to maintain a lifestyle, and then what I did to kind of get through situations with family, situations with friends, and, and put it in a 120-page, because I wasn't a reader before, so I kept it small to the point, and just put it in, in this book that I could use in my old position. So um, I released Going Dry, My Path to Overcoming Habitual Drinking, and 
uh, I've been getting a lot of great feedback. I know there's been a, quite a few people that have already felt inspired by, you know, what, what I did in my journey through, through that point in my life. Yeah, absolutely, my friend. And talk to me about the emotional balance you had to strike oh, going through that journey, because I know uh, uh, a journey through sobriety isn't always easy. So tell me about the emotional ups and, uh, ups and downs throughout that journey, my friend. Well, it was uh, it was very difficult because I came from that space that had to fix it myself. I had to toughen up and I couldn't ask for help. I didn't feel like I could because it was just not who I was brought up or led to believe I should should be. So um, to go through that process on your own is is more difficult than it needs to be. And to add to that, I know there's a lot of programs and resources, but I wasn't brought up in a religious household. We didn't go to church. We didn't do the things and read the influences and have the support that that speaks to me from that background. So a lot of the programs that I found were based heavily on religion. So I didn't feel like I belonged there. So I didn't go through any of that. So combining those two factors... Um, I had a lot of emotion. I had a lot of confusion. I had a lot of things on my mind that, you know, how can I do this on my own? How can I do this when I can't use those programs? And there's a lot more out there I would learn later. But in that moment, you know, how do I get through this? And then I'm a father of three young kids. I'm a husband. I'm working full-time construction. I'm volunteer firefighting on the side. So I'm trying to determine this, this avenue of getting better and still maintain all these other responsibilities so so it was it was very deep it was dark for me it was my journal uh, it was a lot of just venting to myself it was it was beating myself up it was it all started as a place for me to just outlet and not feel judged not feel like i had to explain certain thoughts or feelings or make my wife or somebody close to me feel worried when I didn't have those thoughts, but I was definitely needing somewhere that, uh, and journaling, this is, I, I very, I highly recommend it now, but and in that moment it was, it wasn't, I wasn't using it for what, uh, I mean, I guess I was using it for what I should have, but I didn't think I was. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, uh, Sean, I wanted to ask you about your moments of clarity and where do you think you gained the most I think there was a few because there was different levels of it for me. So, so the first, the first point that I can think of was about mid January. So I had determined, decided my 30 days was going to be dry January. I'm going this entire month. And by mid January, there were so many people around me that had, and this was typical for me in my past too, but any, any commitment to a new year's resolution, they were done by the second week. So, you know, towards the end of January, that that was massive for me because I carried on and then into February where I was still, you know, dry February, I was doing my my thing still. I wasn't worried about what everyone around me was doing or how they were working on their goals. I knew what I wanted to do. I knew a version of what I wanted in this thing I was doing. And and the most clarity for me came from focusing on what I needed and not what everyone around me was doing. 
and that that carried through in different levels as I went through not only this this journey of not drinking, but after that year, since then I've lost over a hundred pounds and I've I've developed a lot more with with what I provide for coaching and for for workshops and in this this space and, and what I've gone through. And you know, that development has has every as I've leveled up, say, the growth has given me much more clarity as to what I can give back to the person that I used to be. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, uh, Sean, I wanted to uh, talk to you just for a moment about the idea of, of really me- making positive choices in life. Because, you know, life is about uh, choices and the choices that we make to influence the people that we are. So tell me about making positive choices and what, what goes into creating those good habits in your I think there's definitely a position where we have only what we're given as we grow up and as we develop. So if we come from a certain space that isn't as as uh, productive in our development as as the next, you know, we can only do with what we have, right? So as we develop and as we learn and as we get older, we we have to reach a point where we understand what is and isn't productive and positive for ourselves. So as I developed and as I grew and I came out of this, this is just who I am mentality that I was just a couple of years ago. Uh, I was, I was coming out of that shell. I was, I was allowing the, the resources and influences that I needed to, to become more positive and get away from that person that I thought I had to be because of who of of what influences and upbringing I had. So when we reach that certain point, then we realize things aren't productive. We have to remember we can change that. We can change that sometimes a lot easier than we think. And we just have to remember that we don't have to do things the same way we've always done them if they're not, if they don't make us feel right, if they don't make us feel good. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Sean, I'm curious to get your thoughts on how do you think mental toughness and resilience are interconnected? What are your thoughts there? I, I think that both, they're, they're, they're both very similar. You can find a different definition for both, but they're, they're going to, they're both required. Mental toughness and resiliency are required to keep us going through some, some tough moments. Um, facing any kind of adversity, our ability to stay focused and to bounce back can help us from getting hurt. It can help us from going back to old habits, old routines, uh, different things that may have led us to to the position that we we aren't appreciating that we may be in. And Sean, as a dad, I'm curious, what sort of example do you want to set for your kids? Um, th- a lot of this journey for me was for my kids to start. I found myself at my own rock bottom, but I found myself becoming a version of me that I didn't like, a version of me that was similar to some situations that I went through growing up. So that sort of, and I'll use the term generational trauma because I used it earlier, but that sort of thing that I was passing down to my kids through the things that I thought was true just weren't productive. So 
when I decided that, that I wanted to work on this, this was for the betterment of not only myself, but my family and my kids. So to take, to take that yelling, that impatience, that, um, situation that I was creating and, and have more patience, bring more learning home, read to my kids. And, and one example, like my middle child, he, he was six at the time and very, very anxious. He's very anxious and he just negative all the time. It was, it was an influence probably created from what I, who I used to be. And then we read John Gordon's energy bus together and we started to take parts from, of that and, and they, they use, uh, the, my favorite golf shot or, or my favorite moment. And every day at dinner, we would do this favorite moment. And in the beginning, it was difficult because everybody was like, no, no, no. And, and I'm saying everybody, my three kids, my wife and I at, uh, at the dinner table. But then as we started to pick one thing every single day at dinner that, that made us happy, made us smile was our favorite thing. It became so much bigger. And, and today we do this still every day my my middle anxious child especially he will engage everybody if we have 20 people over for a party and it's dinner time everyone around has to take their turn and share their favorite thing and it has become such a, a great moment for us that we're very proud of and i would have never found that if i if i didn't start this personal journey and moments like that um to answer your question ha have made me as a parent way way better and and my kids future much better because of it and, and do you think that in increased uh sort of focus on focusing uh, on the things that are been important to you as helped to cre uh, create better ha habits do you uh, sort of sort of fall within that vein as well no definitely it it, it it's no question my influences and the things i was reading and the podcast i was i was listening to and and i would have never found that in my old mindset when i was negative and cynical and, and as overweight and miserable and and all those things that i used to be like i would have never listened to or even looked at an uh, energy bus or any other book atomic habits all these things that have been been massive for me now and and in the influences with my kids i would have never found that it, it would have never it would have never been yeah and john if someone was to pick up your book and listen after listening to this conversation uh, and it's sort of on the same journey that you were on when they were stop, uh, on their uh, journey this time drinking i'm wondering if there's one message that you would deliver to someone who has had a similar struggle with the bottle that you did. What would be your message and uh, what would be the one message you want people to take away from your book? I think, I think the power of vulnerability, I know that that's a book title and I very highly recommend it, but the, the vulnerability that, that I was able to come to terms with and then show through my journey and then sharing that journey, we all have to, allow ourselves to be vulnerable nobody's perfect we're all dealing with different versions of of conflict and and resolution and imperfection and despite the 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 you know the way we show ourselves on social media you know there's a lot that we all deal with in the background and and 
in my book, I know that this is not a, a um, special occasion, a special circumstance. Like we, there's a lot of people that that are in a similar situation that deal with, especially their habits and routines with drinking. Like I didn't think I had a problem. I didn't realize it was as as um, negative for me as it was. So when I started that, it wasn't that I thought the addiction or the problem was with with the substance it was it was just one thing i could remove that would make me feel better so the one message from from my book and from this journey is just allow yourself to be vulnerable understand that not nobody's perfect and just give yourself a chance uh, be do things that you've never done before yeah and, and sean one of the reasons i wanted to talk to you this afternoon was because I think we share the same uh, synergy in the fact that, you know, I'm a big believer in the power of reflection and being resilient and reflective and really being present within the moment. So tell me about, from your perspective, the value of being present and allowing your life to sort of uh, relax or slow down so that you can really present in the moment how important is that for your body i think when we're like there's day-to-day life is so busy everybody's busy there's a lot going on and i've been very conscious of this when people ask me how it's going because i used to say oh it's busy well, how was your day busy but that's not a good answer so um in context for your question we're all busy we've all got a lot going on but we have to remember to slow slow the things down especially related to like where my relationship with my kids like they're already growing up so fast everything is moving so fast that if i don't take that time to read that story to my kids or if i don't take that moment for myself and go for that walk or listen to that book or um song or whatever this moment's gonna pass i'm gonna be overworked i'm gonna work myself back to the stress and the anxiety that i was in when i started and we have to be intentional with everything that we do including that downtime that rest time that that uh, regeneration that that we need yeah and sean if i gave you the budget to produce a 60 second commercial on the power of inclusion and acceptance of all differences and all people how do you think you would structure the commercial and what overriding messages or or themes would you hope to convey my friend well kevin you've been doing some some great work and and um watching some of your videos it's very very inspiring and the thing along with everything that you can do is we are all different. We all come from different backgrounds. We all come from different abilities. We all come from different places. And whether it's like physically, mentally, spiritually, not one of us is the same. If and when, especially we come, become parents, we become responsible for more people of physical, mental differences. And once we understand that the people we uh, interact with and are responsible for are not like us we can then appreciate that we can have different lives different likes dislikes opinions motivations abilities and do so without negativity um and, and a lot of it comes back to teamwork too where we build a team 
of people of different backgrounds, different abilities, we are much more successful and we need to be a, a better team as we support each other. And as we, you know, if I had a commercial, it would be um, about that teamwork, about that inclusion and about us working together for the same, the same results. Yeah, absolutely. And Sean, tell me, I'm a big believer in having non-negotiables in life uh, and really uh, uh, sticking to those to create a great habit. So tell me, what are some of your non-negotiables in life, something you're not willing to compromise on for, for your own personal level of happiness or fulfillment, my friend? I think my biggest one is honesty. Um, when I started my journey, and and I didn't realize this in the beginning, but as different moments came up, there was some some moments where, like one example, we were I was going on a guy's trip, and I had no intentions of drinking, and and was fine with that. But a friend of mine was like, "Oh, come on, your wife's not going to be here." And I'm like, "Well, my wife's not the reason. She is in a way, but like she's she didn't put me on a." you know, an ultimatum or anything that said, you have to, you have to do this or else. So by, by hearing him say that to me, like I, I needed to be honest with myself and I needed to be honest with the people around me that, you know, setting up bar uh, barriers and, and uh, all of those things, but being honest to the mission I was on and, and how I expected to achieve it, how I expected to interact. And then, honest with the people around me about what what I was going to do in any moment or what I expected them um, I think was was one of my biggest non-negotiables and then just through on uh, consistency making sure that I, I do what I'm working on every day is is my biggest one too because if we're not consistent with what we're working on I found I was too easily thrown off off track and I don't mean with with drinking because I was pretty committed. But when I went through not having sugar for a while or I went through drinking more water, there was moments where I was like, oh, well, I've already had this cookie, so I'm going to have three or four more. And those moments weren't very, very productive for me. So I just needed consistency um, as another big, say, non-negotiable. And do you think consistency is the key to eliminating vices in life as well? I think so because a lot of a lot of the habits we we create um, are, are just what we are used to doing in life. So if we're going to try and reprogram that, if we're going to try and reprogram not eating sugar or not drinking or working out more or drinking more water, whatever it is we want to work on, we can't just do it once in a while. We've got to do that twenty day, sixty day, a hundred day cycle or period to to do something every day in a small form and then working like developing on it once we uh, are, are comfortable we've got to do that consistently in order to reprogram that routine in order to feel comfortable with what we're doing and to get rid of that old habit or that old thing that we don't want to do anymore so so that consistency and and i was marking it every day on the calendar i had circles and, and check marks and and uh, scratches and whatever i was doing just every single day for everything I was working on so that I could keep track of it. And I knew what all these things meant. And if I didn't feel like I was being vulnerable that day and someone saw my calendar and asked questions, then I could make up whatever I wanted. Oh, those are whatever, instead of actually what the, the marks and checks meant, because 
um, it was just my, I guess, code to, to whether I wanted to talk about it or not. But, you know, that consistency is huge for, for changing your lifestyle. And it also keeps you personally accountable, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And John, I know that we're both uh, public speakers. So tell me, in your view, what's the greatest part about being a motivational speaker? What do you think is the key uh, to sustain success in that industry, my friend? I think the greatest thing is just just knowing that you're you're talking to people that want to hear your message, that that want to to work with you in your workshop and and to to get your input and and I think a lot of the times the people know already what it is you're gonna you're bringing, but just that energy and that that enthusiasm from from people because because in a day to day life not everyone around us wants to hear what we have to say right so it's knowing your audience and and being being present with that group that that just wants wants to be there and like that was probably my my favorite thing and then just learning from people there's so many discussions and so many things that are happening in those environments that that are bringing that other perspective or that other version to what you're speaking about or what you what you've lived through that can help to help you grow yeah and John to that point what sort of value do you play you place on the value of authenticity, my friend? What what does authenticity mean to you? I think authenticity is just just like how how important honesty is to me. It's it's being authentic, being honest, vulnerable, open, sharing the story, the experience, the learning based on my perception and my experience of it, um, and not. Um, implying that I'm any kind of expert or any kind of of prof- um, um, doctor therapist that that is going to give you know the the textbook advice or or the training that they've got that they specialize in like it's authentic is to me is is just being who you are and who you are supposed to be um, based on your experience your background for for that person in that moment yeah, and John, uh, I know we're both Canadian, my friend. So tell me, what's the best part about living in Canada, and why are you you proud to be Canadian, my friend? Um, well, I think uh, I haven't lived uh, in the states or or anywhere else, but I think some things I'm proud of is uh, our hockey uh, relationship, and and even though the Maple Leafs aren't always uh, playing that well, they they. Uh, have been doing well the last couple of years, so that's better. Well, you know, it, it keeps you um, engaged in, and in, invested one way or the other being a Maple Leafs fan, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, Sean, tell me, uh, my friend, why do you think today is a great day to make a difference? Because, you know, uh, going back to the beginning of our conversation, life is all about choices, right? So, why do you think today is a great day to capitalize on your personal and uh, professional potential and make a difference, my friend? Today is a great day because we can't fix what's already happened by going back in time. We can't we can't go back to decisions we've made, experiences we were in, and and just change the outcome. So today is is 
our only way to to do anything about maybe the person we we feel we've become or the situation that has happened and and we can't do anything about tomorrow until until we you know do that right now so if it's if it's taking that course or starting that diet or removing something adding something that is more productive to who you want to be tomorrow we have to get started today and something i found in in the beginning of of my journey was like i did everything i could to put all of my development off like even when i decided to do dry january like that was january 1st but that was a holiday that's new year's day and then that fell on a saturday i think so then the sunday was uh, a holiday too and it was the weekend so I, it was like the fourth the third or the fourth before i got started and i learned and this is something i do now if i want if i have the inclination that i want to get started on something i get started on it right away i don't wait for a monday i don't wait for the first of the month or don't wait for new year's eve because i always pushed it off every single time so if i if i want to wait until to do something it can't be that important if i'm going to wait until january 1st uh, yeah it's all about of the, uh, your personal level of commitment to yourself right yep absolutely and you know Sean, our final question for you this afternoon has to do with the concept of legacy and how you want your personal and professional legacy to be determined yeah, so my my legacy, I just want whatever version of of my legacy to be based on the the fact that I had vulnerabilities. I was I had difficult moments. I made bad decisions, and I would like my legacy to speak to the lessons that I learned and the the things that I did or overcame and how I did it in a way that that doesn't paint any unrealistic picture um i think collectively we put on that display of happiness and perfection um especially on social media and that like i said earlier we all have conflict we all have negative depressing moments and when we see these things or some of them in others um that you know that they're working through different things like we get inspired when we're working through something similar so i think um, you know, knowing someone, if knowing that someone overcame an obstacle and is succeeding, uh, gives us hope for ourselves. So I think I'd like my legacy to 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 be based on the things that that I I had to to deal with and and go through and overcome and how I did it, so that someone else may benefit from from maybe some hard lessons that uh, hopefully they don't have to go through. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Sean, finally, tell me if people want to get connected with you, my friend. What's the best way they can do that? Uh, well, I'm I'm going dry on most social media platforms: Instagram, social, uh, uh, TikTok, Facebook. But my website is uh, seanrobinson.ca, and mo everything I have, uh, I'm updating it uh, soon here. But everything I have is linked on my website, so. I've started a blog. It's it's on there, based uh, solely on my website, uh, my TikTok and and uh, Instagram videos and content that I put out constantly. Um, on my website, you can sign up for a new my newsletter. I put out every Tuesday morning, and it's got my uh, my you know my highlights of the week and different special free content. So um, through my website would be the the best way. Oh, well, fantastic, John! From one Canadian to another, my friend. 
friend. I really enjoyed our uh, time together learning about your life story and how you're moving the world forward to make sure or that we inch closer to that ever uh, uh, expanding bridge of progress, my friend. I want to thank you for your work in the space of personal development after sharing your story with me this afternoon. It's most appreciated. Yes, thank you, Kevin. I appreciate it too, and and keep up the great work. You're, you're very inspiring, and and I look forward to uh, following your journey as well.